JD Talking Sports. It is Thursday, February 22nd, 2018. You know, I was watching figure skating tonight, and one of the women actually performed to Schindler's List. Whenever I think of Schindler's List, I think of Jerry making out with that girl during the episodes of Seinfeld. When I think of music to skate to, Schindler's List is not up there with anything. And it was interesting. There was a girl from Germany. And it's interesting also to watch. I was seeing some of the girls, women, who weren't at the top echelon. They were a little below, and you could see the difference between some of them. But some girl from Kazakhstan had a supposedly skating mom who, when at the end she was getting her score, her mother, mother stood up to take a, a bow or something. The mother was, like, over the top. And Johnny Weir, man, they, one time they, a girl did a... Oh, she did the Yentl. I went to Yentl with my mother and father. We were in California's kids. And she's going to see Yentl. And they still talk about it, how much of a pain in the ass, uh, in the ass I was. And I was saying, well, I should have been a figure skater. When I was a kid, my mom signed me up for skating class, and they told me never to come back. They said, no, he's... And they actually kicked me out of the class. I don't know. I don't remember what I was doing, but whatever they told me to do, I was doing the opposite, and I was causing a ruckus. There must have been like 20 kids in the class. Well, they told me to never come back. They said, no, he's not welcome. And I and my brother had a friend, Clay, who who passed away at the age of 30. Uh, had a major he had a drug problem, and he was a handful. And it wasn't him. It was me. It was me. And I remember Gumbo Chef and I in grad school, I some woman, they were doing a production of Carmen. And I know anything about Carmen. And it was the San Francisco Opera Company. And they gave us, she gave us tickets. She said, you have to cheer for my son, who's the lead. I said, that's fine. And I never knew the music, what Carmen was the music to. But then I, all I kept hearing was Bad News Bears. I was like, well, so again, tonight, Carmen played. And again, I thought of Bad News Bears. But nothing is as bad tonight as a school from, wait, who, I, I want to get this right. Tonight. The biggest comeback ever in the history of college basketball. D1. From 2.30 left in the first half to the end of the game, Drexel outscored Delaware 66-30. They were down 53. and Drexel trailed Delaware 53-19 with 2.30 left and then outscored them the rest of the way. 66-30, they won 85-83. And all it made me think of was... And Frank Reich was the quarterback. Maryland came back to beat Miami 42-40. And I heard after the game, Johnson made the team practice. He was so freaking furious with the team. Or maybe the game was in Maryland. I don't remember. But after whatever happened, they flew back. I think they practiced that night. He was that pissed off about the loss. And I'm thinking tonight, you don't think they're ha- – now, where was the game? The game was at Drexel 1, but where was the game? I, I'm not 100% sure where the game was. Yeah, the Delaware entered the... Yeah. How about this? Entered the NCAA record, yeah, 34 points. They blew a 34-point first-half lead, and they lost to Drexel 85-83. In Philadelphia, yes. So the game was at home. So Drexel didn't have to practice it. But I guarantee Delaware went home, and they did something. Man, that's a bad fucking loss. Wow, that's a bad loss. And talk about Michael Porter Jr., you know, he, he he had a back injury, missed, he played the first two minutes of the season. He They said he could be the number one pick of the draft. They said he's coming back to play. He's been cleared, but they're thinking, will it help or hurt? Oh, he's cleared for full contact, status to play uncertain. But they're saying, is it worth doing that? Because, you know, the ramifications of a guy who's probably going to be the number one pick of the draft. Nets lost their eighth straight. Not shocked. The Knicks! Let's win the ladies with the Knicks. One! 
24 and 36. How about that? Who's not excited about the Knicks getting a win? I mean, I'm ecstatic. Listen, they won. Yes. They played with energy and enthusiasm, 48 minutes. Moutier got his first start, replacing Jared Jack. Moutier, Nilakina, and Trey Burke all played at least 23 minutes. Moutier played the least 23. Burke shot 12 for 22, scored a season-high 26 points, and had six assists in 30 minutes. Nilakina, seven points, two blocks, and a steal in 30 minutes. They were on the court together, Nilakina and Burke, for the last 15-32, when they outscored Orlando 39-28. Moutier finished with 8 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Tim Hardaway with 23 points. Kyle Quinn had 14 points. And Enos Cantor another double-double, 12-12. and 12. Damian Dotson played. Luke Cornett played in the first half. Troy Williams, who was just signed a 2 day contract, didn't play. But he made his debut in the fourth quarter. Four, four points. Jared Jack, who started the past 56 games, was the only Nick not to play. Cantor only played 21 minutes and had a double-double. Courtney just played 14 minutes. They said they're not trying to tank. They're not trying to tank. Look late. Look what happened to Cuban when you tank. Not too shabby. Yes. I like that. That's what I want to see. Let's let's go with the young guys. I mean, the Nets lost 111-96. What are they? They lost for the 12th time in the last 13 games, eighth in a row. Kemba Walker had a big game. Backup forward Dante Cunningham for the Nets, 22 points, 12 rebounds. They got 19 from D'Angelo Russell, 12 points, 9 assists from Spencer Didwitty. But they made they were 14 of 43 from threes and out rebounded. Walker, 31.7 assists, the Hornets are 25 and 33. They got 15 points and 24 rebounds from Dwight Howard. And they made 52% from three point range. That's pretty good. Yeah, come on. They're 19 of 41. Come on, let's see what let's see what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Okay, and let's get to the important stuff. Last night, I wanted to stay up and watch the goddamn hockey game, the women's, women's freaking gold, gold medal game. Now, it started 11, 10 at night. I was long asleep. And, of course, I saw the scores, so I had to watch the highlights this morning where the U.S. came from a 2-1 deficit down. They scored a goal with six minutes left. And then they went to overtime, which overtime has played a 4-4, four and four, which I was listening to Mad Dog today. And then they go to a shootout, which I'll tell you, I've talked about it before, World Cup final goes to a shootout. They should play like hockey, like football, like basketball. Sudden death is sudden death. Well, basketball is a sudden death. But football, hockey, sudden death. It's, what, what's with this freaking sh- shootout shit? Play a goddamn game. Play to the end. Let them go until they are gasping for it. Let them have buckets on the side. Let them puke it out and keep going. But a shootout is doesn't show a sign of great. That's that's not a skill. It's 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 a lot of luck in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, you go from a flow of a game to a stop and start. And what is that? What does that do? And to, and the finally you have the gold medal game between the two best teams in the world. And you showcase it at eleven ten at night, where in the on the East Coast and in Canada, you know that's what you're giving them. It's like a big fuck you. You know you you couldn't put it at eight o'clock at night. You couldn't put it on at seven at a at a time when everybody could watch it in prime time and get the freaking people to watch that really wanted to watch. I mean, I'm sorry, I wasn't staying up till three o'clock in the morning to watch the game. 
And I feel bad. I watched the interview of the girls. They deserve, they deserve their moment in the sun. They busted their ass for four fucking years to get here. And that's what happens. And actually, one of the athletes from Canada, she was given the gold medal. And she actually didn't, uh, she took it right off. Yeah, uh, Jocelyn uh, LaRoque. She actually didn't put it on, yanked it off after she was placed on her neck during the medal ceremony. And after she left the ice, you know, she was informed by a man in a suit that she can't legally refuse to wear the gold medal, the medal according to the Globe and Mail. Uh, LaRoque actually was around her neck. She said, just hard, we're, we're, we were going for gold, which she should have been, and people were giving him shit. I, she, I, mean, I mean, yeah, once we reflect, but now not at that moment. She is, appreciates what they've done, what they've done. And U.S. hadn't had a gold medal in women's hockey since the original game, original Olympic. The first uh, hockey was held at Nagano for the women in 98. They had won silver in 2010, 2014, falling to the Canadians both times. And it was 38 years of the day since the f- famous men's miracle on ice victory over the Soviet Union in Lake Placid. How about that? And you know what? Listen. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and this is funny. But during one of the admissions, Gigi Margin, uh, Marvin was talked to by Pierre Maguire, the NBC analyst. And he brought up about the 2014 Sochi Games in which the U.S. lost 3-2 after being up 2-0. She said, you're one of the 10 ladies that you know experienced the disappointment in Sochi. What's going to be your message coming out here for the last 20 minutes? And Leslie Jones did not... She said, uh, she, and she wrote all this on Twitter, which I thought was kind of classy. Okay, fucking asshole. Why the fuck would you ask her that right now in the middle of the fucking game that she's playing right now? She, thank you. Thank you for putting that in her motherfucking head. You know what? Get your ass the fuck away from the hockey player. You know what? I swear to God. I swear to God. See, when I go, you all lose your fucking mind. What the fuck would you ask her that for? All right. So she was a contributor to the NBC. I don't think they let her... I don't think they let her say that, but she put that on Twitter. I said, keep it a classy. I mean, I understand. And that reaction was kind of like, really? That's how you're, I guess, I guess she was a little heated. Okay. I had to get that, get this too. But now I got a noise complaint. She said, laughing my, laughing my ass off. It's only new, it's only new, but now I'm going to bed knowing we won. Y'all, we freaking won to all the players and families. Congrats. How do I feel about that? Leslie Jones. I feel like you know you can articulate that better with somebody without saying fuck every other word. This is what these guys do. This is all reporting is. They bring up old shit. They bring up one of them brought up about your your, your dead. How about your dead father to make her cry? I mean, the, the most uncomfortable shit. Why in the middle of a game would you be thinking about a game two thousand fourteen? You know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about getting your team motivated. But I guess they have to ask these questions. They always have to ask these stupid fucking questions. I would just be like, go out there, win, like in Rocky two. When Adrian wakes up, win, win. And then Mickey goes, what are we waiting for? That's what I would say. I, the fucking tiger, that's what I said. Sweep the leg, sweep the leg. But hey, Leslie Jones, you're entitled. That's what makes America great. That's why social media is so great because nobody takes 10 fucking seconds to think about it, shut the fuck up, and not write anything. Maybe Leslie Jones, the best thing would for you been to have kept that to yourself. But you know what? I also feel like you're writing all that shit out right there. And I'd like to get you and Pierre Maguire together and let's have this moment out. But to put it up there, really? Let's be the bigger person right there. You know, there's kids, the kids get on social media and kids think, and people think that's the way we have to react to everything. No, that's not how you have to react to everything. 
You can think, pause, and not be in the heat of the moment. What You know what? That's the questions they have to ask. Just like all the shit's happening with the shooting right now. They they want to just push the, the about the guns. And they said, listen, it's not about the guns. It's about everything. It's about the kids who got killed. It's more than that. And, hey, I'm going to say it again. Raise the age of guns to 21. So I brought a good point today that hire retired police officers to work at the schools. Because supposedly the one guy that was at the school wasn't even there when it happened. And to have one one armed guard in a school of over 3,000 students, not going to cut it anyway. But I've said my piece on that. I'm not going to go there. I mean, it, hey, I kind of like, uh, I'm thinking about maybe we should have a Jason Bourne school for teachers. Because someone brought up a point that maybe if the teachers had concealed weapons, you know, they could prevent these things. Since most teachers are former Navy SEALs and Green Berets and all that stuff, that they are special ops guys and girls, women, that they, you know, they, well, that's only 20% of the teachers are really special ops and Navy SEALs who can have a concealed weapon and thus protect their students because that's the world today, right? I mean, my teacher was a black belt and she also, I think she had a ninja sword in her desk and I saw her definitely use that with precision like a, like a Picasso with her. Yeah, I'm just talking shit right now. That's what I'm saying. That's the crazy shit that's coming out of someone's mouth who shall be, not named, but his name starts with a T and ends with a P. But other than that, I'm not going to talk about that anymore, right? I'm just going to keep it to myself. And Andy Benoit, I love what you said. He was talking about the airport's moving walkway. He said, you know, it talks about how people are sitting on a plane, then they get on this moving walkway, and they, like, you know, they, they, they're, they're used like a carnival ride. Nobody moves. They just stand still and ride the thing, thing, same thing. And I feel like when I'm on the escalators, I go, can people be more more lazy than that nobody walks they just stand there and i'm like really walk the steps and then i so i walk up really fast i bang my feet to try to get in the move no it's like they don't care well because you know why they have their headphones in and they're on their own world the only thing that i love about the headphones is whenever homeless people ask me for money i pretend i'm listening to music and i zone out and look for ahead because sometimes i do treat homeless people by some food whatever but most of the times i'm trying to get to work and whatever and when you have the headphones in, they leave you alone. But on the escalator, I find it quite annoying. I feel like if the escalator is moving, move with the escalator. Don't just stand there like a lazy piece of shit. And that's my two cents on that piece. That's all I have to say on that. Also, A.J. McCarron? Eh. Now, I'd love the Jets to keep Josh McCown and get a quarterback, let it be the bridge, because I think he could be a good guy. Anyone only thinks he would be good for the Vikings, because the Vikings have a defense, they have a running attack. If they had a quarterback... They could take it to the Super Bowl next year. A.J. McCarron, I kind of agree with Andy Benoit, more of a Mike Lennon, where you know he'll get big money one year and then get replaced by somebody. But he could even beat out Andy Dalton, who to me, I agree. He is kind of like a very vanilla ice cream. That's okay, but in the end, you don't really get a lot for it. It doesn't really, you know, your mouth isn't like, uh, it's not like there's a party in my mouth and everybody's invited. But I like what Hornacek said about tanking. He said, unfortunately, I think the league has gotten to the point where once you're out of the playoffs, can you get the best draft pick possible? But sometimes it's paid off and you get a top pick, but that doesn't always pay off. So I don't think you ever want your players to think you're just tanking games to try to get a high draft pick. We have faith in our scouting department that no matter what pick you are, you're, you're going to get a guy that can, help, that can help you. So we're going to try to do our best here. And hey, they came out, got a win out of the All-Star break. I know Lithuanian Lasers got to be ecstatic about that. He has to. 
I want to watch the rest of the the skating. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It, it's pretty cool to watch. Oh, and uh, whatchamacallit lost too. FDU lost tonight. Bad loss. Bad, bad loss. So now I think they're 8-9 and nine in the Northeast Conference. Can't get over Drexel. Man, Delaware, bad loss. They lost 90-82. They fought 11-17. But uh, Darnell Edge led the team with 21 points. And they're now 11-17-89 in the conference. Not in last place. And we still got the conference tournament left, but nothing like that magical season a couple years ago when they made the tournament. Oh, and I love this. The NBA launches confidential hotline to report workplace issues and sexual harassment. I love that. You know, now we have a hotline. Uh, Please, this asshole won't leave me alone. Um, Are you kidding me? I mean, really? Now we have to have a hotline? <laughs> Listen, it is just scary. And Michael Ruzioni's Miracle on Ice hockey stick sells for $290,000. That was, I remember that was great. And Joel Embiid wants Greek Freak to trust the process and come play in Philly. Ooh, that'd be a hell of a team. Embiid and Greek Freak. <sighs> Conor McGregor said he'll fight again and was willing to face Freddie Edgar at UFC 222. They said they're going to take away his title. I don't know why they're taking away his title. Tiger shot a 70 today. Jonas Cespedes gave up golf. Could have concentrated in baseball. Best thing I've heard. Needs to stay limber and needs to play and stop being so fucking tired all the time. And Triple G is going to fight Alvarez again, which was a majority draw last year. They're going to fight May 5th. Do I care? In Las Vegas? Not really. I feel like they're going to win it. So now they'll have another draw the second time around. And we'll go from there. I'm like, eh. I'm not really like Jones going to see that fight. I'm like, eh. Demario Davis, man. He played, he was, he was played the most snaps. In the NFL last season. Demario Davis and. Led the team with 135 tackles, five sacks, 15 quarterback knockdowns, tied with Vince Williams for the league lead among line, inside linebackers. They have to bring his ass back. I definitely think they should bring him back. Not even up for discussion. He is the real freaking deal. And Michael Dell bought a penthouse that sold for more than $100 million. How about that? Oh, and U.S. beat... Canada, bad day for Canada. Beat Canada, who won the last two or three two or three gold medals in curling. They're going to face Sweden for the gold medal in curling. Listen, I try to watch it. I just, no mas. I just said no mas. I, could, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. And UConn last night won their 50th straight row game, 91-47 over Tulane. 27-0 on the season. Unbelievable. I, I tr- I'm trying to watch curling. But Vegas, man, look at In hockey, they said that everybody gets the Vegas flu. Vegas, 40 wins on the season. This is an expansion team. They've broken what the record was, 33 wins. They're at 40, 40, 16, and four overtime losses. 84 points. They lead the Pacific by 10 points. Actually, they are have the most points in the NHL right now. They could win the President's Trophy. A freaking team, expansion, expansion team could win the President's Trophy. That's how well they're playing right now. Yeah, he, Dana White says he'll strip Conor McGregor of UFC 
lightweight title winner of Ferguson. Uh, Khabib will be the new champ. I, I don't know. Listen, I don't understand what 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 are you doing here, dude? Ridiculous. He is the money. He's the guy. This this is the guy. This is the guy you want to see. Freaking. He is the draw of UFC. So wait, so you're going to, oh, maybe because they want to, you know, then he has to fight to get back to a title shot when he's the best fighter in the world. I, I don't get it. I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying to process it. I don't get it. All right, last night's trivia question. Leading receiver in Rams franchise history, Isaac Bruce with 14,109 yards. Tonight's trivia question. Thank you, Evan Roberts from WFAN. Going into the 2018 season, how many times have the Mets held Daniel Murphy hitless? Going into the 2018 season, how many times have they held Daniel Murphy hitless? Now, they have faced him in 31 games so far. How many times, can you guess, have they held Daniel Murphy hitless in the 31 games the Mets have played the Nationals since, they tra- since he went from the Mets to the Nationals? In 31 games, how many times do you think he's been held hitless? I'll give you a guess. Over under, 31. I can't give it away that easily. I got to give it time. Nets, eighth straight loss. Knicks come out. Jared Jack not going to play anymore. Youth movements here. Lithuanian Lasers got to be excited as hell. Women's hockey should have got a day in the sun. They should have. Why 11.10 at night do we have to watch this shit? And can they show the goddamn skating? If you're out from 8 to 11.30, can you start the skating at 8 o'clock so I can enjoy it and not start it at 10.30 at fucking night? Can I enjoy that? And Delaware, you think they're running sprints as we speak to blow a 34-point lead with two minutes and 30 seconds left in the first half and get blown out by 36 the rest of the way and lose to Drexel on the road? It can't happen. It shouldn't happen. Whew. All right, folks. I'm going to bed. Love you all. Have a super night. Assalamu alaikum.